We're going to talk about the playoffs, and we're going to do it with uh, former Baylor Bear, former Texas Ranger David Murphy. Murph, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. And it is a it is a privilege and a pleasure to have you on the program. Hey, before we dive into um, into the playoffs, talk a little bit about uh, your experience with Fox Sports Southwest and and covering the Rangers this season. Um, you know, it was interesting. It was a little bit different than doing it in past seasons. Uh, you know, the baseball season was just so different. And uh, there was so much back and forth between the news that we were expecting. So I think at the end of the day, I was just happy to have baseball in some form or fashion. Um, you know, it was weird. I covered all the away games on pre and post this year. And uh, usually we do that from a studio in Irving. This year we did it from the ballpark just because of the virus and trying to limit people since they also run basketball and hockey out of there. So um, interesting experience, but um, great to be at the new ballpark and just have the privilege to, to go up there since not a lot of people have. And, and then obviously just covering, covering the team, you know, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily the, the year for the Rangers, but I think everybody knows they're in rebuilding mode and, um, I don't know, not, not a ton of bright spots. You know, you want to look at the positives, but um, there was there was enough that you can uh, you can look at some of the younger guys and, and be excited about the youth movement. But overall, I think um, it might be a little while before uh, before North Texas get, gets excited about the Rangers that, and the possibility of competing for a World Series. I, I was going to ask, uh, 60 games, first thing that I thought about in a 60-game schedule was college baseball it's you know college baseball is 56 yeah, games right. plus a postseason conference tournament you play about 60 games <clears throat> and, and as you know playing here at Baylor sometimes that 60 games felt long and sometimes it felt like we were rushed playing those 60 games it, it was that kind of the feel you got with this MLB season you know I like just the way it's set up and um, kind of some of the rules that they tinkered with with you know, in the extra innings, just having a guy on second and see what that might lead to. And then obviously the playoff format with kind of this tournament style bracket in the wild card round. Um, I, I think w what I liked and, and I don't I would never want to change it permanently in terms of the, the number of games, because I, I love the, the longer schedule. I love that baseball is more of a marathon and not a sprint. You have to show that you can do it over a long period of time. Um, obviously, it didn't give the players enough time to, to put up the, the type of numbers that we're, we're used to seeing, but we'll see how the postseason format holds up. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I guess I felt there was more of a sense of urgency in the games just because every game meant so much more, but um, I, it, it was weird. I think my mind was kind of playing tricks on me because, you know, the, the season starts in late July and you're like, all right, you know, this is weird. And then a few weeks in, it's kind of like baseball as usual, even if the numbers aren't there or the amount of games in the standings aren't there. But then I think rolling around to the end of September, you're thinking, all right, this is normal that baseball season's about to end. But I think in the grand scheme of things, when you look back at when, when it started and now that it's ending, I think now is the time where my brain is starting to process. You're like, man, that, that went way too quickly. I don't think I got enough baseball this year, but – Hopefully this month of October will seem like it's long and, and we'll enjoy a, a good quality postseason. David, with the with the pitching rotations and how some of these uh, – how the managers are handling their pitching rotations with it only being uh, 60 games, how do you see that playing out as we start the playoffs right here? Are guys going to be on shorter pitch counts, bigger pitch counts? I mean, how would you project how some of these managers are going are gonna to go into that? You know, I think the pitchers have had uh, enough time now in two months to work themselves up to where, 
you know, they can go 100 pitches. I think it's more of a question of the way that the game of baseball has changed in the last mainly five years or so because, you know, we always wanted to, to start, you know, start a franchise or, or build around good starting pitching. And it's not that there aren't some solid guys that you can do that around, but I think we saw – uh, with the 2015 Kansas City Royals that you can build a team on pretty good starting pitching um, and you can really solidify your team with uh, with a good bullpen. They had Herrera and they had Greg Holland and they had Wade Davis. And that was a big nucleus of what won them a World Series in 2015. We saw Andrew Miller in 2016 for the Indians and how big of a role he played. So I think really the evolution of the bullpen um, it, it's, it's changing uh, Major League Baseball. So I really think it really has to go with matchups, the strengths and, strengths and weaknesses of a team. Um, but I would say for the most part for pitchers that um, started off uh, on the roster at the end of July when the season started and stayed, stayed healthy throughout the course of the entire season, that they shouldn't have a problem getting to 100 pitches or so or even lengthening that out if they're doing well into the sixth or seventh inning. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who's your favorite to win the American League? You know, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I like Tampa just because they never get uh, a whole lot of publicity. And, uh, you know, they got to the World Series a while back. I have a soft spot for Cleveland just because I played there, even though most of the guys are gone. But I, I played with Lindor and I played with Ramirez. Um, and then I also like Chicago as well. I don't know. Uh, they may be a little bit too young to win it. But I guess if, if I'm going to choose uh, with the combination of my head and my, my heart's probably going to take over a little bit, I'll probably pull for, for Cleveland a little bit. I also like Minnesota as well. Speaking of Minnesota, David, they're going to be without Josh Donaldson to start off this Astros series. Uh, how much of an impact will that have, do you think? I think that'll have a huge impact. Uh, we're not only talking about a, a quality bat. Uh, we're talking about a bat that has been in the postseason, um, a, a, a bat that, you know, this, this, I mean, let's be honest, playing, playing against this guy um, when he started to come onto the scene, he was never my favorite player playing against him when he was in Oakland when I was with the Rangers just because uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder, the way he carries himself with a little bit of arrogance. But I think – the more I get to know him, and uh, you know, I think you give a player a little bit more respect um, after he wins an MVP. Uh, but he's done some big things in baseball, and uh, he's a really good player. And he's going to be missed, but uh, that's uh, all the more reason for uh, one of my favorite teammates of all time, and Nelson Cruz, to just pick up the slack and continue the amazing track record that he has in the postseason. It's eleven oh seven here on a Tuesday. We're talking with David Murphy. David, and as you know, in these short series, a two out of three in this in this first round, anything, and I do mean anything, can happen in these short series. They can, and that's why you know it's tricky. Say, you know, the Cleveland and uh, the Cleveland New York matchup. You know, it doesn't matter where you're seated. You know, if you have a guy like Garrett Cole or you have a guy like Shane Bieber, the way that he's pitched this year. I mean. Uh, that's that's uh, two elite arms, and probably you know we're talking two top five arms, maybe not even in just the American League, but in all of baseball. So um, you know it's it's tricky, and I think if you were to look at the NBA or you were to look at any other sport, I think for the most part, a higher seed is going to have a pretty good win probability, and it's going to be very likely that they take the series. I feel like in baseball, that's just – it's a little bit different. 
you know, you, you get seated where you are off, based off of the regular season. But um, baseball, more than any sport, once the postseason starts, you are 0 and 0, and what you have done doesn't necessarily mean anything. How, how often do we see a wild card team go on to win the World Series? So who knows? Maybe one of these six, seven, eight seeds is going to end up winning the World Series. But it's 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 not a matter of what your regular season record was. It's a matter of how hot are you once October starts, and can you maintain that that pace of play? Um, throughout the entire month of October in, in the playoffs. I always used to get tickled. Uh, Steve Smith, the former baseball coach at Baylor, used to say momentum was based off uh, was based on the guy on the mound, and, and I think that's 100% correct. It really is. And, you know, like I said, it's, maybe it's not as much of a truth in starting pitching as it has been in the past, um, just because starting pitching has, has seemed to, you know, kind of regress a little bit in its importance and, you know, especially in the postseason. In, in the regular season, you see a guy throw well. Um, he's going to be in there for, for a while. But you can have one bad inning, say, in the third inning of the postseason, and you're going to get out of there because this is a, it's always a win-now mentality, especially in only a three-game series. Give us a favorite. Give us your favorite in the National League. While we'll be reminisced. We don't, we don't at least ask you National League-wise, who do you, who do you see as being the favorite? You know, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh, I know just the Dodgers being similar to the Yankees. Um, a lot of people don't like them. They're the favorite. But I think there's a lot of likable people on that roster. And that's kind of, you know, if you look at the Yankees as the evil empire, say back in the days when they had a guy like Alex Rodriguez, it's easy at times not to like them. But uh, the Dodgers uh, – I just it's hard not to like Clayton Kershaw and even though he's had his moments and his chances in the postseason and has not gotten it done um, he's going to be a Hall of Famer and, and what better way to go into the Hall of Fame than you know have that that uh, that World Series ring um, as part of your resume I mean that resume is going to look re- good regardless um, I love Mookie Betts uh, had a chance to spend spring training of 2016 with him and I, I love I love watching good baseball, but when we're talking about guys like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, I love guys that are a great example for kids and, and play the game the right way and play hard. And Mookie Betts fits that description. I love how uh, a lot of times a player will go to a new team or sign a huge contract, and Mookie Betts has done both of those. And they might fail for a season or two before they get back to being themselves. And I, I feel like Mookie is just showing the type of player that he really is that he made the transition seamlessly. And then uh, we're talking about a lot, of, a lot of other guys on the roster that are just uh, quality guys, play the game the right way. So even though they're the favorite and a lot of guys are probably against them, I, I would like to see the Dodgers in the World Series and probably I'd like to see them end up winning it. Hey, real quick, and I, I know we got to let you go, but uh, talk a little bit about the Rangers. You mentioned a rebuild. Are the parts in place right now to, to, to rebuild this program? Uh. You know, I, I am one that I, I'm usually I, I sugarcoat a situation when I can't give the right answer. But I think if I'm looking at it accurately, I would probably say no, not right now. Um, you know, if, if I'm if I'm speaking honestly, uh, there are some young players in the system to be excited about. Uh, what Sam Huff did in a small sample size was pretty exciting as a number two prospect. 
Um, I think there's some young pitching that has, has yet to really show what they can do. And, and I think that's what, one of the hardest parts of uh, the minor leaguers losing 2020 is you didn't know what they were really capable of, if they were going to take another step, who was going to shine. Um, Josh Young, everything I've heard about him has been incredible. Obviously, uh, Baylor guy, Davis Wenzel, um, we'll, we'll see what uh, comes out of his pro career. So I think there are some parts. But if we're talking about huge impact players that are really going to put a franchise on their shoulders, you know, you look at the, uh, the Cubs and Bryant, Rizzo, um, you know, that, that core. You look at the Astros with um, Correa, Springer, Altuve. I just don't know if, uh, if they have enough parts that are going to make those type of impacts to bring home a World Series just quite yet. So I think uh, maybe we need to have – uh, a good draft next year, just continue player development, and uh, and hopefully we'll we'll be there in four or five years. Hey, David, thanks so much. We uh, we certainly do appreciate your time, and and uh, thanks for popping on and being a part of the program, and and continued success. Thank you. Same to you. Always enjoy it, and uh, thanks for having me. We'll see you soon, David Murphy, the uh, former Baylor Bear, 